and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein. And Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. Uh, as you can tell, we are recording from uh, a different location. Right now, we are in Las Vegas for the G2E conference, the, the Global Gaming Expo. Um, it's a it's a huge convention here in Las Vegas that uh, encompasses all parts of the gaming industry, slot machines, table games. Uh, but uh, a growing portion of this conference uh, is, of course, sports betting. Uh, when, when we first got into this industry, it was probably... You know, less than ten percent of of the conference, uh, but I would say now it's it's the predominant uh, portion of, of of this conference. Still, uh, sports betting is is growing by leaps and bounds, um, and it's something that's been present in other parts of the world for for decades. Uh, and so, um, you you know, other companies from across the world come here to present their products, uh, and then of course there are. Uh, lots of new American gaming companies that that are getting involved in sports betting. Um, so, Luke, I mean, what what has been your your takeaway over the years uh, as we've seen that this conference uh, evolve? Yeah, I mean, I would just say the money and uh, employees that have now entered the space. Lots more entrepreneurs have joined the sports betting ecosystem, and you know, I think when we were first going to this conference, you know, pre-PASPA, so pre-2018, um, it was a very small niche of uh, guys and gals who work in the sports betting industry that has uh, grown exponentially. I mean, we're talking, it went from, you know, say 40 people in 2017 that were in sports betting, and now it's, you know, thousands. I mean, it's just um, completely blown up terms of all the different uh, folks who are specifically working in sports betting, not nothing to do with table games, nothing to do with slots, just specifically sports betting. So it's great. I, I, so, um, the more money and more attention that gets put on this industry, the better for the current, uh, you know, incumbents and the, the people who have been working on stuff like prop swap for years. So I love it. It's, it's nothing but positive and, um, this is clearly the number one gaming conference of uh, of the year for for all things sports betting, and obviously, perfect city to do it in. Yeah, um, you know, even even with the uh, the rise of you know video conferences, uh, you know, people being able to see each other face to face over the internet, there's still um, kind of nothing that replaces uh, meeting, you know, face to face and and getting you know getting that that time in with. Uh, people who live all over the all over the country or world, and uh, it's just a great place to kind of connect with old friends, new new contacts, um, and uh, you know, and just and get and get to see each other face to face. And um, you know, it's it's kind of invaluable in terms of the amount of people you can connect with in uh, in three days here. So um, definitely looking forward to uh, this conference getting started. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a fun, productive time. Everyone. Uh, loosens up a little bit uh when, when they're in las vegas uh so uh it'll, it'll be a fun time um and uh prop swap was uh in the news uh recently as well um if, if you don't follow us on, on twitter or uh or uh, or check our website uh 
it was a net, we announced uh, our first partnership in terms of uh, mobile integrations with with sportsbooks. Uh, PropSwap partnered with a company called SB22, uh, which is being headed up by some former employees of IGT, which is one of the the biggest players uh, in the sports betting and 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 gaming space. Uh, and so uh, a couple of their key employees left to start their own company. Uh, which is going to be a platform provider. So essentially, you know, you may or may not know this, but a lot of the sports book apps you use are actually being built by a third-party company. Uh, building your own sports book uh, is extremely time-consuming, a um, lot of regulatory hurdles, uh, and so if you're a, you know, a smaller sports book, uh, you just do not have the time or the money uh, to put in. Uh, to building your own book. So uh, you would use a third-party platform provider. Uh, and that's what they're doing uh, at SB22, uh, taking a ton of their experience um, and being more nimble and agile, which uh, as Luke and I hear from people in the industry, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult to find companies that can uh, really innovate uh, and move at the the speed that the sports books want to. Uh, and this company, SB22, is is definitely... Uh, going to be kind of leading the charge on on being you know innovating and and being able to roll out new features fast. Uh, so we are extremely excited to to partner with them. Uh, and um, it's not been announced yet who their who their big uh, sportsbook partners will be. But uh, uh, everyone they're talking to is extremely excited to have PropSwap integrated uh, into their product. And uh, we're it's something that we obviously have been hearing for for years in terms of uh addressing the the mobile betting market uh and so it's something that we're extremely excited to to finally be uh entering into um i mean luke what's what's been the the feedback uh you've heard since uh the, this deal announcement yeah i mean that this is it's a chicken out of the egg in startup land i think um if we would have had a deal like this when the stock market was, you know, roaring two years ago and we did our, our largest raise yet, um, we could have raised 10 times the amount of money with this deal in hand. And now fast forward to today, the financial markets are in, you know, performing poorly. And there's recession talk that's possibly ahead. Jamie Dimon of the CEO of JP Morgan said that he could see the stock market bottoming out another 20% today he said that so um you know there's there's some pretty influential people who are calling for a recession over the next 12 months so scary for uh investors and you know my point is that uh now we had this deal the stock market is performing badly so it's a little more difficult to raise money but uh you know this this is what every investor has been asking for you know how do you get from the paper ticket business into the mobile business because that's you know 9x the the market size in a state like new jersey it's 90 percent mobile 10 percent paper so you know how do we attack that other that other 90 percent and this is a a giant leap uh in that direction so super exciting um it's it's a box we've been trying to check for a while and you know i think the economics are the same like you want to sell your sports bet for a gain or a loss and you don't want to sell it back to the casino and obviously with paper tickets very very few sports books that i've heard of even buying back paper tickets so your only option was to sell it to someone else like prop swap but with mobile there's cash out so um yeah we've we've talked at length about cash out is like selling your sports bet this cash out is like selling your car to carmax 
um, while selling your bet on prop swap is like selling your car on eBay autos or Craigslist or selling it privately. 99% of the time, you're going to get more money by selling it um, to a private individual. So that's the service we provide. We think sports books have found that interesting um, and that consumers want it most importantly. So um, very exciting. It's, it's been a long time coming and there'll be uh, many more of these coming soon. Yeah, 100 percent. This will this will be first of many. Um, And, uh, you know, as we always say, there's 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 a place in the market for both cash out and for for selling. Um, Yeah, you obviously pay a premium uh, as a better when you choose the cash out option, you you pay a premium for that immediacy. But um, there are definitely some cases where, you know, you don't want to risk trying to sell your ticket for more money than the cash out is being offered. And and all of a sudden the the team, you know, uh, starts tanking and and you know you would have loved to have taken that cash out offer so there's obviously uh a place for cash out uh but at the same time if you you know time and time again if you compare the numbers what what the books are offering on cash out versus what you can sell it on prop swap it's it's not even close so um you know it's it's definitely uh it's it's a product that the consumers want uh it's a product that i think the the sports books are finally coming around to agreeing that there is a place uh uh, in the market for this, I mean, this is something that Luke and I have literally been uh, pounding the pavement on for for seven years, uh, and I feel like we're we're finally starting to turn a corner. So uh, that's you know super proud to to see our you know our hard work and, and time being put into that, and and people starting to finally come around to uh, to uh, our side. So um, yeah, like you said, uh, first of many, and and we're extremely excited to be working uh, with the SB twenty two team. So. Um, Definitely more to come uh, on that on that page. This is the uh, only the beginning in terms of uh, prop swap entering the the, the digital bet space. Um, so uh, in the sports world, yeah, enough about uh, our our business. Uh, in the sports world, uh, I mean October has to be one of the best months uh, in terms of sports betting. Um, we'll get we'll get to the uh, the baseball playoffs in a second, but. Uh, the NHL regular season also uh, kicks off th- this week. Um, the NHL is more Luke's department uh, as a former hockey player himself. Uh, <laughs> um, what are Luke? What are some of the uh, the storylines uh, that you're going to be looking uh, at uh, heading into this uh, heading into this NHL season? Yeah, I think um, the clear objective for anyone not named the Colorado Avalanche will be. How do we um, combine enough firepower to keep up with the speed and goal scoring ability with the Avalanche? Uh, and that is evident in the Stanley Cup odds. You have the Avalanche at plus 450, and then every other team is 10 to 1 odds or greater. So at the top of the odd sheet, Avalanche plus 450, Hurricanes 10 to 1, Maple Leafs 10 to 1, Panthers 11 to 1, Lightning 12 to 1. Um, so, you know, obviously the lightning have the best offense, um, next to the avalanche. So they're probably best positioned. Um, if it goes, you know, they met in the Stanley cup to, uh, be able to score as many goals as, as the avalanche did. And, you know, of course their their super young defenseman, Kale McCarr had an incredible, uh, postseason winning, uh, MVP in the Stanley cup. And, you know, he's, um, super talented, super talented kid. And, um, you know, of course, McKinnon, their, uh, their forward 
is a freak as well on the on the um, avalanche. So uh, you know, it will just become who who has enough firepower to compete with the avalanche. And um, the Lightning are probably best position of those teams I just rattled off. Uh, Penguins, it just seems like those guys are a little bit too old. Um, but you know, they're they're still the seventh. Uh, lowest odds, seventh best team. The Pittsburgh Pen- Penguins are at seventeen to one, so perhaps they can have a resurgence. Um, but you know, my uh, and we'll talk about this during the Staker Swap segment. But the Golden Knights, I mean, the two seasons ago, not last season, bounced the uh, Colorado Avalanche quite quickly in the playoffs. So um, you know, not too big of a difference of roster. I don't think Kale McCarr was on that Avalanche team, so. Um, you know, clearly he's uh, a difference maker. So um, it will be an interesting hockey season for sure. And then, um, you know, longer shot teams, Boston Bruins at 28 to one. I kind of like them as well. Um, but again, we can talk more about uh, that during the staker swap segment. But, you know, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, uh, both two of the best players in the league, both on the Boston Bruins. So to get, you know, two of those guys at around 30 to one odds is uh, also a, an interesting pick. And so cr- correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I feel like the last couple of years have been rare in the sense that the, the team that was favored throughout the entire season ended up winning the Stanley cup. Um, you know, we obviously the couple of years ago, we saw the blues come out of, out of nowhere. Uh, you know, the worst team in the league in January uh, to then win the Stanley cup against the Bruins. But uh, last year, the abs were, pretty much the favorite the entire season and the year before that it was the lightning pretty much the favorite yeah. the entire season so um you know would you say that you know is that a trend you think is going to continue this year or can we kind of expect to go back to i mean it used to be you know, just crazy upsets in the playoffs and, and home ice really didn't mean that much um and you could expect uh you know a team coming coming from nowhere i mean uh there was the in the, the bubble season, there was uh, the, the Canadians um, were down 3-1 in the first round and then end up going uh, to to the Stanley Cup. I forget. I forget if they lost, lost in the semis or, or they went to, to the Stanley Cup. But um, do, do you see that trend continuing the of, of yeah. the top favorites uh, uh, dominating all season? Or can we expect, uh, you know, some more uh, more upsets? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I, I honestly think, like... It's not fair to say, you know, if you have a team that's that elite. So I'll give you an example. If the Golden State Warriors, you know, four years ago with uh, with Durant were, you know, two to one basically from the beginning of the season. And it's just all about which team is um, that loaded with talent. And I think this year, honestly, to answer your question directly, I think it may happen again. This Avalanche team is just is just loaded. Uh, you know, McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Landeskog, the captain. Like, um, it's just they're really, really good. Taves. I don't know if that's Jonathan Taves's brother, by the way, of of the uh, of the Blackhawks. But um, you know, Taves had a really good season last year, and they're just they're just a really good hockey team. So it's gonna be it's going to be difficult to dethrone them. You're going to hope for some injuries um, from, from one of those top guys that I just rattled off of if you want to compete with them, but you know, just really, really solid hockey team. And they'll, they'll, they'll hang six to seven goals on you. If you're, if you blink. 
So, you know, maybe some some interesting bets other than to win the Stanley Cup, you could look at to win the Eastern Conference, right, which is going to be more wide open. Uh, you can look mm-hmm. at to win divisions, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, for example, the, the Golden Knights are, are in a different division than the Avs, um, that the, the Pacific Division is could be kind of completely up for grabs between the Flames, Oilers, Knights, Kings. Um, so maybe people out there can, can to try and, you know, stay away from the the powerhouse that is the abs uh look at uh eastern conference bets and and, and division bets maybe uh um to to try and stay away from that but then but again you know as we've seen time and time again uh you if you can find teams uh that are undervalued uh for the Stanley Cup odds uh and and we can get into some of that with the with the baseball too because uh, you know uh you can make more money by getting in on good futures odds and having them you know, win one series versus actually betting the series, uh, and and you can make more money by by finding the good futures odds and, and selling a prop swap. So, um, you know, hockey's hockey's a great sport for us. We're looking forward to it, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we will be following along uh, as as the season progresses. But um, let's jump to a sport that actually is in the playoffs now, uh, and that's the the baseball playoffs, and. Uh, we just got done with the wild card round, which was extremely exciting. Uh, the first time ever uh, we've had 12 teams in the playoffs, uh, and it uh, was formatted with the top two teams in each league getting a bye, and then uh, uh, the division winner of the of the other division uh, combined with three wild card teams uh, played in the wild card round, uh, and there were uh, some some considerable upsets. Uh, Mariners upsetting the the Blue Jays in Toronto, uh, the Phillies upsetting the Cardinals in St. Louis, the Padres upsetting the Mets in New York, uh, and then the the Guardians and um, the the in, in their series. I think they might have been a small favorite, so not, not an upset there, but uh, extremely exciting, uh, and I think it's going to uh, lead to some, some exciting uh uh, divisional series because now that these teams who have just won a best out of two, uh, be, you know, best best of three series are going to kind of come in here with, with some momentum. Um, now that being said, the the four teams that uh, that got buys are huge favorites entering uh, entering this round. Uh, Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, Braves are all at least minus two hundred or, or, or greater uh, favorites. Um, and but I, me personally, I would be very shocked if all four of those favorites advanced. I, I think there is uh, at least one upset brewing, uh, and we'll get to that when we get to stake or swap. Who I think my my upset pick is. Um, but um, you know, Luke, how you know how would you say that betters out there can can take advantage of the in these uh, in these playoffs um, when 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 betting and using prop swap? Yeah, it's you know the the. The Guardians were above 100 to 1 this season. You had the Phillies, and we sold tickets on the Phillies at 80 to 1 uh, around that midpoint, you know, in June, when they, of course, fired their manager, Joe Girardi. Um, you know, uh, the Padres, such a cool story. Like, you know, they trade for Juan Soto, and, um, you know, that was probably late June. And the odds go down to single digits. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, this team is loaded. Like, you already have Tatis, you already have Machado, um, you know, pretty solid starting pitching, like adding Juan Soto to the mix is just going to make this team a powerhouse. And then Tatis gets suspended for the rest of the year, uh, you know, about 
about six to eight weeks uh, after that Juan Soto acquisition. So just amazing story for the Padres. And, you know, they're just such an up and down, such a yo-yo season for them. And then to go into New York and uh, upset the New York Mets, who, you know, basically, I mean, they had the, the Mets had World Series aspirations the entire year and just choked and that last um, final series versus the Braves and lost the division to the Atlanta Braves. Um, so just, you know, super cool story for the Padres. And like I said, we've been selling tickets on the Padres at 40 to 1. You know, Phillies at 80 and Guardians at 100. And you have all of them at almost single digits now. 11 to 1 Phillies, 11 to 1 Padres, and then 16 to 1 Guardians. And if you time that right, you could have made 8 to 10 extra money on an MLB future by buying any of those teams and you know now you have a time to need an opportunity to sell it for a profit immediately or if you have multiple tickets which we obviously always encourage you could sell one for a huge profit and then you have the other ticket for some additional upside and you know get ramped up about uh this next uh, divisional series yeah so uh, a couple of things one i mean we could do a whole podcast episode on the mets collapse uh and just use that as a poster child example as to why there's nothing ever guaranteed and why you should always be looking to to sell your bet even when it looks like it's a guaranteed winner. The Mets were minus 1,400 odds to win the division in August with a 10.5 game lead uh, and lost it. Uh, and so, once again, you know, I, it, it's it maybe counterintuitive, but this is just another example of how nothing is guaranteed in sports and if you had a Mets to win the to win the NL East ticket you could have been selling it for 92% of its value of its of its collect amount uh you know and maybe some people would say you know I'm leaving money I'm le- I'm leaving money on the table because this is obviously a guaranteed winner but um clearly it wasn't and uh you know when we I posted a, a photo of that uh 90k Braves to win the NL East ticket with the Bengals to win the AFC North. And people in the comments were saying, you know, this ticket's a loser. There's no way the Mets are are, are blowing this lead. And uh, I, you know, I, I responded to one person. I was like, crazier things have happened. Uh, and and sure enough, uh, the, the Braves, the defending World Series champions, came back. So, um, you know, that's that's just a just a poster child example for for why you should be trying to sell your bets uh even when it looks extremely probable to happen you never went broke taking a profit minus 1400 odds you could have sold it at and uh ends up losing um and then i was just going to bring up another example uh this can be found on, on the prop swap twitter page um but uh Prior to game one of the Phillies Cardinals uh, wildcard series, uh, a props customer uh, purchased a ticket uh, on the Phillies to win the World Series, a collect amount of $8,700, and he he purchased it for $230, so odds of 37 to 1. The Phillies go on to win that game one, and the odds drop down to 15 to 1. And then that ticket that the person purchased it for $230 was now worth $550 after just one game. And to flip a ticket from $230 to $550 was, would be better odds than if you would just bet the Phillies to win that game, money line. So uh, I just wanted to bring that up as an example of how uh, you, can, you can play these futures odds uh, and get in, get out flip it after one or two games and the payoff will be better uh, than just by betting the, the, the money lines on the games because um, 
especially when there's upsets, then the odds change so drastically because they're like, oh, wait, we probably really under the books are like we undervalued uh, the Phillies and they just, you know, uh, won game one. And um, there's there's tons of opportunities to to, to take advantage. So I uh, just wanted to throw that uh, example in there uh, as you uh, approach uh, betting this this MLB postseason. Um, so now I think it's uh, finally time for this week's edition of Steak or Swap. First up, we will uh, jump back to to the NHL. Uh, we will be talking about the Vegas Golden Knights at nineteen to one to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Luke, you're up first. Are you staking or swapping the Golden Knights? Yeah, I am going to stake the Golden Knights at nineteen to one odds. I think, you know, as we discussed a little bit earlier, I trust this team's offensive firepower to potentially contend with the Avalanche. Um, and that's the name of the game right now is just how do you score as many goals as that as that Avalanche team? Um, so, you know, the goalie situation in Las Vegas is a grim one. Uh, Robin Leonard, who was the um, goalie heading into this season, is injured and will not be playing for the seemingly the entire season. Um, so it's certainly an issue there. That's, that's probably the best argument against um, this team, but I trust their offensive firepower. I love Mark stone. He's one of the best players in the league. Um, they got, uh, I think his name's Nicholas Haig today. They got a big defenseman. Um, and then, um, you know, just solid wingers, their defense has improved from that Stanley cup run, um, you know, five years ago now. And I just think that if there's anyone that's got a chance to knock off the abs in the West because of their speed and um, quickness and goal scoring ability, it's the Golden Knights. So um, a little bit leery about uh, the lack of goalie, but uh, at 20 to one on my money, you know, nearly 20 to one on my money, I will stake the VGK hockey team. Um. So as much as it pains me to say I am going to swap the Golden Knights uh, as someone who was a season ticket holder for for many years, uh, I I, I want to see them do uh, do well. But uh, you know you you touched on it the the goalie situation is is such a question mark uh, and you know you you can have a ton of offensive firepower but if your goalie is is extremely inexperienced um, and they don't really have a great you know Logan Thompson was the was the was the backup last year and if he doesn't fit the bill they really do not have a great option uh, to go below him uh, and so I just when you look at all the previous you know uh, Stanley Cup contenders you looked at when the Gold Knights were, were doing well they had a you know, they had a great Hall of Fame goalie in in, in Mark Andre Fleury and uh, Robin Leonard was also you know also could show signs of of, uh, of of greatness, uh, and so you know, I'm I, I'm I'd be open to being surprised by what Logan Thompson can do, but um, I I just would not have I just do not have the faith um, that that he can you know bring a team to to the Stanley Cup, um, and then in terms of the other pieces, they've just kind of dropped off. I mean, it's it's just been a, a downward trend. Uh, it, it feels like uh, uh, for this team over the past couple of years after starting out so so great. Um, 
But, you know, honestly, I think the other big question mark is how this new coach is going to do. Uh, so uh, they got rid of the, the previous coach who came over from San Jose. Uh, their power play last year was absolutely atrocious, uh, and it was one of the most frustrating things to watch. Uh, and so uh, in comes uh, Bruce Cassidy, who just came from the Bruins, where they had a great power play. Um, but again, I think that was just years of experience with, uh, with, with, with guys on that line. And, and that's really what it comes down to with power play is, is, is experience with each other. So, um, I will be very, one of the things I'll be looking for early in the season is how that Golden Knights power play looks, uh, un, under the new coach, because, um, the last couple of years, it was, it was extremely difficult, uh, to watch. So, um, I hope I'm wrong, but, um, unless the, Unless the the goalie situation gets magically figured out, uh, and uh, this coach is is you know uh, light years ahead of the previous coach, I, I I'm going to swap uh, the Golden Knights. Uh, and then the next team we're going to talk about go back to uh, to baseball. Uh, we will talk about the Cleveland Guardians to win the World Series, who are currently uh, 19 to one as well to to win to win the World Series. Uh, I am going to stake the Guardians. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, right now, the, the four teams that had the buys are huge favorites, but I do think that at least one of them is primed for an upset, and I'm, I'm looking squarely at the Guardians-Yankees uh, series as, as the potential upset. Um, I, I've been on this Guardian team uh, for, for quite some time now, even though the AL Central was one of the worst divisions. Um, this team uh, has a recipe for winning in, in the postseason. They've got the hit for contact, you've got speed on the base paths, they've got great defense and a great bullpen. Uh, and there's honestly shades of the 2015 Royals that won the, that won the World Series. Uh, I think there's a lot of similarities with that team uh, and, and this team. Uh, and so the, the trajectory of the Guardians has been tremendous. They were 120 to 1 in August, uh, they were 30 to 1 entering the playoffs, and now they're 19 to 1. Uh, to win the World Series, and I still think they're being undervalued, uh, especially when you look at the other teams like Phillies or or Mariners. They all have better odds than the Guardians, and and I don't get why the Guardians are currently the, the biggest long shot. Uh, they're playing the Yankees, and the Yankees have not done anything to prove to me that that the that they've got the pedigree to win in October. Um, I you know. I, I just I just don't see how you know the Astros I believe and the Dodgers the Braves all three of those teams uh, have have a pedigree and an experience of winning in October uh, and the Yankees there's nothing about that team that says oh yeah like they're they're they, they've been here before and they're locked in uh, the Guardians are led by Terry Francona who's got a ton of uh, playoff baseball experience um, you know the they can win. Uh, you know the they won 15 innings uh, the other day, so uh, they've got the bullpen to to outlast um, you know some some really good hitting teams, and so uh, 19 to one sign me up. I'm, I'm staking uh, the Guardians. Yeah, I mean, look from a prop swap perspective, um, they've been really really fun to watch. So we love long shots, of course, but um, I am going to swap the Cleveland Guardians. Um, I think they've had their run, um, you know, to your point, not a great division. The White Sox were supposed to just dominate the AL Central this year, and we all know how that ended. They did not even come close to doing that. Uh, my biggest concern with the Guardians is the Yankees' home record. Uh, they had the best home record in baseball this year. Um, and then obviously their pitching is great. Uh, although I will say Garrett Cole, who's going for game one for the Yankees did lose his 
uh, opening start last year in Fenway. So um, definitely is penetrable in the postseason is Garrett Cole. Um, but just the home record is is too concerning for me. Um, the Yankees just dominating at home. And then, you know, obviously the Aaron Judge story has been, you know, a blast to, to follow. He's he just came out of no, you know, came out of nowhere, quote unquote. You know, nobody thought he would be contending to hit that many home runs. So um, I think there's some magic going on in New York. And I realized they, they had a softer second half of the season than first half of the season. They didn't finish as strong as people thought they would. But, you know, really difficult division when the Yankees had to play with. The, the, the Red Sox fell off for sure. But, you know, there was a point when um, every team in the AL East was above 500. I mean, it was it was a really strong division. So um, I will be swapping the Cleveland Guardians because of the uh, Yankees' home record and Aaron Judge's magic. Those are all fair points. Um, and I'm just going to throw out a couple more, uh, sorry, a couple of stats that I wrote down that I forgot to mention earlier just because I, I spent the time looking this up. Uh, Guardians, number one in strikeout percentage, meaning they strike out the least uh, in the league. And then they are, they're pitching as top five in ERA, WHIP, and the least, and, and when it comes to walks per nine innings, uh, they, all, they rank top five in, in all those categories. So uh, just, just going to throw that in there. So, um, but. By the time we record this podcast next week, we will uh, have answers to a lot of these questions. The baseball playoffs come come fast, man, because they, they will play back. They will play back to backs, um, and you, you'll have a night game followed by a day game. So um, definitely something to always stay on top of um, and uh, get those tickets listed uh, as soon as you can after after the, the the first game. Get them sold before the second game, um, and uh, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm always excited for when I can, you know, pull the two TVs out and uh, and be watching multiple games at, at the same time uh, during the week. So, um, best time of the year, October. We got football, MLB playoffs, hockey starting, NBA is starting soon. So, uh, it's definitely uh, one of the best times of the year for us at Prop Swap. So, um, thank you so much for for joining us this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you next week. 